With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good boys and girls, two-footed podcast on Thursday, the 28th of July, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. Virtual privacy networks allow you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from, BBC iPlayer, ITV Hub, all four. If you're a UK expat, you can't get any of them, but a Liberty Shield VPN will allow you access and will keep your data safe. The most important thing on the interwebs in 2022 is keeping that data safe from the ne'er-do-wells and the miscreants that lurk in the darker corners. If you go to libertyshield.com right now and use the code EPL25, that's EPL25, you'll get 25% off the checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops. You'll find them on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 to get 10% off your football merchandising needs. Right, folks, I am back. I would like to say better than ever, but I still feel like I'm getting my ass kicked by COVID. My voice is back, though, and I have lost the clogged head feeling, but I'm absolutely exhausted. It's the most ridiculous thing. Um, But I am here. Uh, How good it will be, I don't know, but we're going to give this a go anyway. I have to be completely honest. I have probably missed some stuff that's gone on in the last few days. I have tried to keep up to date by annoying the fan bases of all other clubs in the Premier League. Uh, But we're going to go through catch up with some of the transfers that took place over the last few days. There's a whole host of gossip. We've got six days of journalists talking utter nonsense that we can laugh at. So we'll get we'll get our podcast out of this. We'll get our podcast out of this. Right, let's just run through the Premier League teams and catch up on what they have done or not done in the last few days. Arsenal, they have done nothing. Since I've been away, uh, still just Gabriel Jesus, uh, Zinchenko, Vieira, Matt Turner and Marquinhos in 115 million spent. Only one definite starter signed. I'm still very much questioning their window, but we'll move on. Uh, more time to talk with that next week. Uh, the sales remain the same. Gwendozi, Mavroponos, Lacazette and Trusty. Um, Trusty on loan. Aston Villa. 
nothing further done. Carlos Coutinho, Olsen, Kamara, and Augustinson in. Target, Trezeguet, Hurahan, and Kalinac out. Bournemouth, Joe Rothwell and Ryan Fredericks in. Uh, Rossi, Thompson, Cahill, Brady, and Kilkenny out. They are allegedly on the verge of signing Marcus Tavanier from Middlesbrough for about 12 million plus some add-ons. They do need a starting right winger, so he would fill that need for them. He's a good player. You'd imagine the wages won't be astronomically big, 40 grand a week, maybe at the high end, which means that he's the type of player, if they go back down, they can bring him back down with them. He won't have, in all likelihood, the ego to demand that he stays in the Premier League. He's not going to be cost prohibitive to have in the championship. I think it's a clever signing. I think it's a good addition. Just like I thought Joe Rothwell was a good addition, I think this is as well. So credit to Bournemouth. If they get that one across the line, they'll be doing well. Um, Brentford, nobody else in. Aaron Hickey, Lewis Potter, Strakosha and Ben Mee. I do like the window so far. Thompson, Eriksson, Janvier and Zanka out. Brighton, still no movement. And CISO and Adringa have come in. Adringa's gone out on loan. Basuma, Ostergaard, Baluta, and a bunch of loans, uh, Adringa, Roberts, Sima, and Connolly. Still think they've got a lot of work to do. I'm I'm really disappointed with the Brighton window thus far. It's the most disappointing for me so far. Uh, Chelsea, Sterling in, Koulibaly in. The Kunde deal that they thought they had pretty much done fell apart. Barcelona looked like they've stolen him. I don't think it's a catastrophic thing for Chelsea to lose out on Jules Koundé. I think he's a brilliant defender. But I think in the Premier League, he limits you to being a back three team unless you're going to play him at right back. Now, you could play him at right back and move Reese James into a midfield three, where I think he would absolutely thrive. But you'd still need a centre-back. So I think Chelsea might be better off targeting someone who's just a more natural fit in a back four. They've been linked with Fafana. There's nothing in that. Leicester won't sell. Uh, they've been linked with Milan Skriniar. I think he'd be perfect. Skriniar and Koulibaly side by side would be absolutely tremendous. But it looks like PSG are the favourites to get him. So could they look at... Uh, top Sapa from Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Maxence Lacroix, players you've heard me talk about before. These are younger centre-backs with huge upside who could come in, start immediately next to Koulibaly, develop into absolute top-drawer centre-backs, and you can keep Levi Colwell as the backup to Koulibaly and play him fairly regularly in the Cups and in certain league games alongside your Lacroix or whoever and get him minutes and develop him as the successor to Koulibaly, you do retain the option to play in a back three because Lacroix has played in the back three before, as has Topsoppa. Koulibaly can play the central role or the left-sided role with Silva in the middle. You've got Chalaba who can also fill in on the right side, though I don't know how he'd be in a back four. I think he could be a holding midfielder if you're playing a back four. Uh, you'll have to excuse my voice a little bit today. It's still a bit shaky. Um, 
So I don't think missing Kunde is the big deal people are making it out to be. It's disappointing, especially losing him to Barca, who are giving Sevilla less money and giving him less money. But it is what it is. And the same thing happened with Rafinha. I still think they've had a good window so far with Sterling and Koulibaly. I still think those are good signings, especially if they go to a 4-3-3. If they go to a 4-3-3 with Koulibaly plus one, moving Mount back into midfield, Sterling, Havertz plus one up front, I do think they're getting there. They need a centre-back, they need a holding midfielder, and they'll need one more in attack. But this is a longer process for them. This is not the Roman era where money will just be thrown around haphazardly. I said this before. Chelsea fans are going to have to get used to the fact that they're not going to just spend money left and right. They got Sterling on very favourable payment terms, the same with Koulibaly. One of the reasons Barca got Rafinha and Kunde is because they're offering a lot more money up front. Chelsea are offering the money split across five years. Barca are offering half the fee this summer because they are cash rich, having sold off a bunch of their future TV rights and gotten new financing on their loans. The issue for Barca has been the wage thing, but they are seemingly figuring that out. But yeah, so, so far, Sterling Koulibaly in, Rudiger Christensen, Clark Salter, Musunda, Drinkwater, and then Lukaku and Andrew on loan. Tino Andrew on loan to uh, Huddersfield, I like for Huddersfield. But I do sort of feel like if I was Chelsea, I probably would have kept him around. Because I think he's a really talented player who, in a 4-3-3, could be a really good backup to Mason Mount. So if you've got Kovacic and Gallagher as one as one right-sided, as say, one, one eight, and Mount and Andrin as the other, you've also got N'Golo Kante as an option, obviously. And then you just need to buy that holding midfielder. Now, there's been talk Chelsea still want two centre-backs. I'd buy one and a holding midfielder and just go 4-3-3 because I think it would suit what they've got a lot better. Anyway, uh, moving on. Crystal Palace, they confirmed the signing of Chris Richards from Bayern Munich. I think it's a really good get for them. Uh, They needed depth at centre-back. I still think they need one more, uh, an experienced head, but someone who's physically more reliable than James Tompkins. But if they just go in with Richards and Tompkins as the backups to Gwehi and Anderson, I still think that's a strong group. Um, I love what they've done this summer. I love the Dekure signing. Ibuwe has been so impressive in preseason. So impressive. Uh, That kid has real talent. And I think he's going to play a part this year. Was in the Chelsea Academy till he was 12. Went to the Arsenal Academy until he was 17. Spent a year with Rangers and then moved to Derby. Was at Derby for, um, for a year and then obviously joined join Palace this year. He's bounced around a lot, but immensely gifted. Immensely gifted. Lightning quick. And and so good at shifting the ball and just being gone, leaving defenders stood still. Love what they've done so far. Still need a bit more. One in midfield and a right back for sure. And I'd like that other centre back too. Uh, They didn't lose anyone of importance in the summer. Everton, James Tarkovsky in the door. They've also completed the loan signing 
of Ruben Venegra, who I think it's a great signing for them. Genuinely, I think he's a really good young left back. And he gives them the option of going to a back three because him and Patterson as wing backs is ideal. That leaves you with Godfrey, Tarkovsky, and Michaelenko as the back three, which I think is strong. Um, Venegra is also, you know, can be back up to Michaelenko in a back in a back four, though you do have Niels in Kunku, so I'm not sure you needed a backup left back. So I do wonder if they're going to a back three and going to play Venegra as a starting left wing back. They look like they're on the verge of getting Dwight McNeil done. Now, that's a little bit more of a questionable one because I'm not sure where the fit is if they were going to a back three. If they're going to play a 3-5-2, he could play as an eight in a three-man midfield inside of that kind of five-man midfield. If they're playing 4-3-3 and Venegra's just dead, he could play as a left-sided eight or as a left winger. He could play left side in a 4-2-3-1. But again, the Venegra deal just doesn't make sense if they're playing a back four because you had Niels Nkunku. But maybe Nkunku just goes on loan again. Who knows? Uh, but I do like the Venegra deal and I do like Dwight McNeil a lot as a player. And I think whoever replaces Frank Lampard when he inevitably gets sacked during the World Cup break will enjoy having Dwight McNeil there because he can play a bunch of positions. He can also play as a wing back if you're playing a back three. So I like the McNeil deal for them. Uh, Fulham, Joe Polina obviously in the door. Andreas Pereira was in the door. Kevin Mbappu, he is in the door. He's a good right back, strong, solid defensively. Little bit limited on the ball, but good defensively. I think that is the most important thing for Fulham is to be strong at the back. I think that's what they need. If they're going to stay up, they're going to need to be good defensively. They've got Tolson. He's very good. The rest of the defense, Anthony Robinson's not the best defender. Uh, Kenny Tete is a solid defender. So you've got two solid defensive right backs. You need to find a center back quickly, though. That's the, the biggest need for and a goalkeeper. You've got to get those things addressed soon. They also confirmed the deal of Manor Solomon, I believe. Uh, maybe I imagine that, but I'm fairly certain that they did confirm. Let me just confirm that myself. That Manor Solomon had indeed joined. Yeah, yeah. So Manor Solomon is in. Um, two days ago, that one was announced. So, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. And I think he's someone that... He's someone that can play a role for them. Now, he's still owned by Shakhtar. It's like a, a, a sort of a one-year loan that Shakhtar don't really get anything out of because his contract is just suspended for the year. So he'll come in, be registered on August 1st, and he'll be part of the team. Uh, they did need sort of another attacker, someone that could give them a bit of depth in midfield, attack, attacking midfield. And wide areas. So Solomon sorts that. But starting goalkeeper, starting centre-back and some depth in defence. Still very much needed for Fulham. Uh, you'd want them to get their act together fairly soon. Uh, moving on, Leeds. They've been busy, but nothing new. Aronson, Sinistera, Adams, Christensen, Roja, 
and uh, Gabby, who's the young kid that they got from City, who's meant to be very, very talented, but I haven't seen him. So, you know, we'll wait and see if he plays at all this season in the first team. Um, sold Rafinha, sold Phillips, sold Leif Davis. I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, I was also a little bit surprised they let Liam McCarron go, but maybe they just decided he wasn't going to make the grade. Um, I like their business. I still think there's, you know, a little bit more needed. I still think a starting centre-back should be priority for them because other than Lorente, I don't trust any of the defenders. Um, I like Struyek, but he's he's young and he makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, you've still got to get a bit more depth in there. They are busy. They are still working. They've been quite open about that. A veteran third-choice keeper would also help. I, if I was them, I would just go for Ben Foster or John Ruddy. Uh, I assume neither of them signed for anybody while I was... Oh, John Ruddy signed for Birmingham, so we can rule him out. Uh, congrats to him on his new club. Oh, and apparently Leeds are looking at Ben Foster. So uh, maybe I'm a genius. Um, he'd make a ton of sense for them. A ton of sense. Can be your third choice keeper, can play maybe a cup game, but you've got two really good keepers, young goalkeepers who need mentoring, and he can do that. So, yeah, I, I think that would be a clever move for Leeds. Um, moving on, Leicester have done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do they think they're good enough as, as currently constituted? Perhaps. I don't agree. I think they need three players in, uh, starting centre-back, starting centre-midfielder, and a young future starting goalkeeper. But over the weekend, there was talk that Kasper Schmeichel could leave on a free this summer to go to Nice. Uh, nice lost Walter Benitez, I believe, in the summer. So um, they're in need of a starting goalkeeper. Yeah, Walter Benitez joined PSV Eindhoven, I think, on a free. Yes, on a free. So uh, Nice could do with a new goalkeeper. Um, don't really know any of the current goalkeepers there. Don't know Bulka. Uh, don't know Bulhandi. Yeah, Nice could do with a goalkeeper. Kasper Schmeichel would make sense for them. Um, they brought in Bulka. He's 22. They got him from the PSG. Academy, formerly of Chelsea's Academy. Um, he was there on loan last season and they've made the move permanent. But they need a starting keeper. Um, so Schmeichel makes sense for them. But, I mean, I I don't know why Leicester would let him leave this summer on a free. I, I just don't understand why they would do that unless he's had a falling out with Rodgers. Uh, but if he goes, they need to buy a starting goalkeeper. Now, ideally, you want to buy someone who's sort of early 20s, 24 and under, someone that you can actually have for a long run. Uh, Andre Lunen from Real Madrid could be an option. Alban Lafont from Nantes could be an option. Someone in that sort of category. You've got to go high ceiling as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leicester just having a bizarre summer. Um, Liverpool then. Darwin Nunes in, Carvalho in, Ramsey in, nothing more. They still need the starting midfielder, but it hasn't been addressed. Mane, Williams, Minamino, Grujic, 
Davies, Origi, Ojo, Woodburn, Carius, and Wilson all sold this summer, although Grujic and Wilson left last summer on loans with obligations to buy. And Reese Williams gone on loan to Blackpool and already put the cat amongst the pigeons uh, because he is a lifelong Preston North End fan. And Blackpool-Preston is quite a big rivalry locally. And uh, they don't like people from Preston in Blackpool. So there was a screenshot of some random conversation that somebody had that was allegedly Reese Williams. He came out and denied it, had a big Barney on Twitter with a couple of people. Uh, all quite funny, but not great for his settling in period. Uh, Man City, Erling Haaland, Calvin Phillips, Stefan Ortega. Remains to be seen if they get Cucurella. There's been links to Borna Sosa. Uh, I like Sosa at, at 30 million more than I like Cucurella at 55, I have to say. Um, Cucurella probably fits a little bit better for City. So we'll see who they end up with. Um, a lot of sales. Sterling, Jesus, Zinchenko, Basunu, Lavia, Poro. Itakura, Murich, uh, they've sold a lot of players. And they lost Rafinha, of, of Rafinha, they lost Fernandinho on a, on a free as well. Uh, Zach Steffen gone on loan to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, by the way, just announced the permanent signing of Marcus Fors from Brentford. Uh, so that's, I think, a decent deal for them. I'm interested to see how he does. But I think Brentford need to address getting a backup for Ivan Tony now. Um, they've got a few things they need to address. Midfield, one more centre-back, and I think that's striker as well. Uh, Manchester United confirmed the signing of Lisandro Martinez, uh, 51.6 million. Considering when Arsenal first bid from, they bid around 32 million, and the reported price that Ajax wanted was 35 million, excuse me, 35 million. I'm just going to go outright and say that's an overpay. Um, for a player who is a good player, no doubt, I think he'd be very good in the back three. I think he'd have been very good at Arsenal as cover for left centre-back and left-back. I don't like him as the Premier League starting centre-back in a back four. I would like him as a holding midfielder. But I am curious to see what United do at centre-back this year. I really am. Because he's talked up Maguire and said he's going to remain captain. You've got Varane, who's easily the best centre-back of the club. Uh, and now you've added him. Are you going to play back three? I mean, it's possible. There's no real place for Jaden Sancho in a back three, though. Because Bruno has to play as the 10. If you're playing a front two, it's surely going to be Martial and Rashford. There's the Cristiano circus hanging over the heads. Latest reports are he wants them to cancel his contract. And let him leave for free. <clears throat> um, I don't know why they would do that. And uh, no one wants him. And I don't even think they do. I really don't think that Eric Ten Hag, if you gave him truth serum, would say that he wants Cristiano at the club. I think they're just stuck with him. Um, Pereira sold Matic, Pogba, Lingard, Cavani, Mata all left on freeze. Dean Henderson went on loan to Nottingham Forest and Lee Grant retired. Newcastle, uh, no business in the last few weeks. Botman, Target and Pope all done a while back. 
Uh, Freddie Woodman left, obviously, on a permanent deal. Dwight Gale moved to Stoke on a free. I, I think that's a solid move for him. Um, Nottingham Forest, I think, have had a brilliant window. I really do. I think it's a tremendous window. Uh, Awani, Nico Williams, Omar Richards, Bianconi, Nakata, Omar Richards, to follow Lewis O'Brien, Brandon Aguilera, I don't know anything about, but I saw some people saying he's quite highly regarded. Uh, Wayne Hennessy in on a free, Dean Henderson in on loan, and Jesse Lingard in on a free. And they are the first club to complete everything that I suggested they should do this summer. Eight from eight. They've actually signed 10 players. Um, They've signed a starting goalkeeper, a starting centre-back, two starting wing-backs, a starting centre-midfielder, a starting attacking midfielder, a backup striker. Well, I said a backup striker. They've actually signed a starting striker. They've signed two backups in defence that I didn't mark down for them, but fair play. And they've also apparently got a deal in the works. Let me just make sure I'm right about this. Uh, I think it was Ornstein that reported this. Yeah, for Aurel Mangala, the Belgian midfield player from Stuttgart, ball-winning midfielder, really good player. He's stagnated a little bit in the last 12 months, but really good player, and I think he'd be a really good addition. So I think they're having a fantastic window. I really do. I think they're smashing it. Um, if they get Mangala in, that's, a, I think, a really good signing. Uh, Romano linked them to William Carvalho, maybe? I think it was William Carvalho he mentioned for them. Now, William Carvalho is past his best. Um, he, he was at his very apex in 2016. He was the best player on that Portugal team that won the Euros the best player through that tournament. He stayed with Sporting too long. Probably should have left in 2016. But he's had a decent run at Betis. The second season he was there, he was injured a fair bit. But other than that, he's been fairly good in three of his four years now. But he he is past his best. But he's still only 30 and could give them some experience could give them real defensive solidity. Uh, I'll be curious to see what happens if they go for him. I assume it's it's Mangala or him. Uh, Mangala makes more sense in terms of the long-term project, but, I mean, Carvalho has his merits as well. And let's be fair, he could easily slot into the middle of a back three and run the game for them. That wouldn't be a problem. If he's cheap, maybe they sign both. Forrest are being massively ambitious this summer. You love to see it from a newly promoted team. I think they've smashed the window. Uh, going out, Bryce Samba, Tobias Figueredo, Carl Jenkinson, Gaetong Bong, Lewis Graben, uh, Ethan Horvat, and then Jonathan Panso, and Aguilera's been loaned. So uh, that's where they've gone. I like the window of Southampton. I really do. Gavin Basunu, love the signing. Seku Mara really liked the signing. Talented, explosive, versatile attacker, can play all across the front line, 
was impressed with what I saw with him from at Bordeaux. They got him for a good price. They still need, without doubt, to get a starting striker in. But I think he's a really good addition. Um, Romeo Lavia, massively talented. Bella Kotchup, really good addition. Joe Aribo, really good addition. And Matthias Liz gives them a backup goalkeeper. I think they've done really well. I know it's a very young group of players they've brought in, but this is where you're going to be asking your Bednaraks and your Romeos and your Walker Peters and Ward Prowse and Armstrong, Stuart Armstrong, not Alan, to step up as leaders in that group and, and lead these young players. I really like the recruitment. A little bit less Man City, I think, could be dealt with because apparently they're in for at least two other Man City players. Actually, I've they've been linked with three of the Man City players. Um, young Delap, I think, is one. Uh, Rory Delap's son. What's his first name? Liam. Oh, Liam Delap. Apparently, they bid sixteen million for him. Now he's talented. He really is talented. But I'm not sure he's 16 million worth right now. Are you going to ask him at 19 to come in and lead your front line? Um, they've been linked with a right back from City and they've been linked with a winger from City who's apparently going to uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So a little bit less City and I think you're, you're doing quite well. Uh, their departures, Forster, Lewis, Long, Smallbone on loan and uh, Lundulu, who's gone to Cheltenham on loan. Tottenham, with Charleston, obviously, Basuma, Spence, Fraser Forster, Ivan Perisic, Clement Langley on loan, and a young Irish lad, uh, Josh Keeley, young goalkeeper from St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Athletic, meant to be very talented. I haven't seen him, so I can't comment. But um, still think they've got a bit more they need to do. I really do. I, I think they need a starting centre back. I, I just Langley doesn't move the needle. Davies is average. Dyer is average. You've got to get a starting centre back in. But other than that, they've had a pretty good window. Uh, they got good money for Bergvine. They got good money for Cameron Carter Vickers, and they got decent money for Jack Clark as well. West Ham United, Schumacher, Schumacher done. Great signing. Great reveal video. Spelt his name wrong. Someone definitely got sacked. Agard, really good. Now, he is injured. He's going to miss probably two months. But Ogbonna is back, so they should be okay. Like the signing of Flynn Downs. Like the signing of Ariola. Looks like Kostic is next. Really strong window for West Ham. I still think they need a starting left back, even after Kostic, because I think he's got to play on the wing. Um, and I think you need one more in midfield. But I really like what West Ham have done. Now, they're still apparently in for Broya. And if they don't get him, apparently they're going to go for Ben Brayton Diaz. So it looks like he does want two strikers. We'll wait and see what they do. But I love what West Ham have done so far. I love how ambitious they've been uh, this summer. I think it's really good to see. The Amadou Onana bid is still out there. Uh, Lille are apparently still considering what they want to do. So they could add him. If they add him, that's just a massive get in midfield. Um, and they haven't lost anyone of note. Yarmolenko, Fredericks, Noble, and David Martin. You're not losing anything. Yarmolenko, the odd time, turns up, scores a goal, but 
Eight times out of ten, he just doesn't. Uh, Wolves being very boring. Uh, Nathan Collins in, uh, Huang He Chan in, and that's basically it. They sold Ruben Vanagra, which I think is a mistake. Uh, loaned out Kiana Hoiver, which I think is a mistake in hindsight because Semedo is now injured. Loaned, loaned out Fabio Silva, which again in hindsight now a mistake because uh, Raul Jimenez is out with two separate injuries. And um, you've, you've got to question why they're not backing Bruno Lage more. You really have to question it. Uh, they need to get players in and they need them in soon. They need a, a starting midfielder, starting winger, starting striker, backup goalkeeper. And I, I think you need at least one more somewhere else. I, I had it originally down as a starting centre-back if they're going to play a back three. Maybe that's Mascara, and maybe you just get a depth centre-back then if it's Mascara as a starter. Um, if you're moving to a 4-2-3-1, you need a midfielder. Now, again, maybe that's internally solved. Maybe they're smart enough to keep Morgan Gibbs-White, but he has been shopped all summer, so we'll wait and see. And that is that. We're caught up then with all the transfers thus far. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll catch up on the rest of the little bits of news in the last couple of days. And then we will run through six days of gossip, which there's bound to be something absolutely bananas that somebody's lied about. So I will see you all in a couple of minutes. Right, welcome back. So um, on the BBC website, there is, it's from... A while back, maybe two weeks ago, there's an interesting profile done on Crawley Town, the Internet's football team aiming for the Premier League, written by Ben Wyatt. I just advise reading it. It's, it's very, very interesting. So do give that one a look. Uh, I would, however, say that the Internet's football team is probably hashtag United, um, considering you know who owns it, what they're called, and how it came about. So uh, that title is probably already taken, but Crawley certainly a uh, better position at the moment to eventually make the Premier League. But hashtag are growing. And we wish Spencer and the lads all the best. Uh, moving on, uh, Wolves Jimenez has knee and groin injuries. It's not great news on the eve of the season. Uh, Sebastian Haller out for several months after tumour surgery. Not obviously uh, ideal for him or for Dortmund, but thankfully it was caught and he should make a full recovery. Um, the operation was successful. It went very well, and he's on the right track. He'll be out for a few months, but once we can be more precise, we will communicate. I do wonder if they might look to get a loan for the first half of the season so as not to put any pressure on him. Um, Aston Villa. Steven Gerrard has made a big decision. He has stripped Tyron Mings of the captaincy and not just the team captaincy. He has appointed a new team captain, a new vice captain and a new club captain and Mings is none of them. So John McGinn is the new Aston Villa captain. Emmy Martinez is the vice captain and Ashley Young is the club captain. So it's a big decision. I think the removal of the team captaincy was needed. I do. I think that was needed. However, I'm not sure you shouldn't have given him at least the club captaincy and allowed him to keep that. I think he is a decent ambassador for the club. He's also quite a powerful voice in that dressing room. 
He's a regular in England squads. And if he's going to be out of the team completely, I could see that becoming problematic. Now, he should be out of the team completely. But if you strip him of the captaincy and then drop him when Collins is fully fit, I think that's going to be problematic. I don't think Gerrard's handled it well. I think he's left it too late in the summer to do this. This should have been done in June. Not now. This should have been done a month and a half ago. I'm also not sure that John McGinn is the best choice of captain, but we'll see how that goes. Um, big move by Gerard, brave move. We'll see if it blows up in his face. Luis Suarez has joined Nacional in Uruguay. That news was broken by Luis Suarez on his official social media accounts. I love it for him. I think it's great that he's going back to where his career began. I think he'll probably score for fun in the Uruguayan League. Uh, big decision, obviously, to move his family. They've been in Spain a long time now. They've been in Europe since he was a teenager, him and his wife. Uh, one of the reasons he moved to Europe was because his wife, then his girlfriend, her family moved to Barcelona because that's where her dad got a job. So he forced a move to Europe and obviously eventually worked his way to Barcelona, becoming one of the best players of the generation. Um, so, yeah, they're all going back to Uruguay now, and I, I wish them nothing but luck. I love Luis Suarez. Uh, UEFA to trial safe standing at European matches. I'm excited for this. I think it's I think it's important. I think it, it helps with the atmosphere. Uh, Qatar's six-month World Cup training camp is strange. Yes, it is. I agree. Um, there's a piece on how the Five subs rule will affect the Premier League. Well worth giving that a read. There's also a piece on the BBC website on how the recently relegated sides might fare. Um, Obviously, I've tried to do a little bit on them, but not a lot. Burnley have made at least one signing since I've been away. Uh, I think Norwich have as well. Um, Remains to be seen how, how they do. Watford... Uh, who did I see they were bringing in? Mario Gasper from Villarreal. I mean, he's a couple of years past his best. He wouldn't really be the best of fits in, in how you'd expect him to play in the season moving forward, but it brings veteran leadership, so it is what it is. Um, who makes your combined Liverpool-Manchester City starting 11? Well, let's do this then. Goalkeeper, Allison, Right back. Trent, right side centre back. I'll go Diaz. I'll just go Diaz. I, I think Matip was better than him last season. I think Kanate will be significantly better than Diaz, but I'll just go with Diaz for now. Uh, left side centre back is obviously Virgil Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Left back, I, I'm going to go Joe Kinsale. Uh In midfield. Kevin De Bruyne on the right, Thiago Alcantara on the left of the three. Holding midfield is a question. It is a question. Fabinho is incredible, but Rodri was better last season. But I think on balance over the last few years, you you do probably still have to give the edge to Fabinho, though by the end of this coming season, that might might be different because if Rodri continues to develop and improve, the sky is the limit for him. Uh, in attack, on the right, 
it's obviously Mohamed Salah. On the left, I would go Bernardo Silva, who largely because I haven't been able to fit him into midfield. And the number nine, Haaland, Nunes or Jota. I'll go with Haaland just for balance more than anything. And because he's, he is ahead of Nunes right now in terms of development. Um, so Alisson, Trent, Diaz, Virgil, Canseo, De Bruyne, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Haaland, Silva. Phil Foden could have been in, but it would be in instead of Silva. Um, Rodri is probably the one who's closest. Rodri and Matip, I mean, Matip or Diaz, Rodri or Fabinho, they're the two debatable positions for me. I, I think the fullback spots are, are 100%. Van Dijk is obviously an obvious one. Allison is an obvious one. De Bruyne and Thiago, I don't think there can be any debate. I think you have to get Bernardo in. You have to have Salah. And the number nine, I think, just Haaland right now. But by the end of the season, again, it could be different. We'll see. Right. We're going to do six days of gossip. There's going to be obviously some repetitive stuff, so we'll skip over that. Let's start then with Saturday's gossip. Arsenal have offered Bukayo Saka a new long-term contract, which could double his salary at the club to fight off growing interest from rival sides such as Manchester City. Chelsea have beaten off competition for Jules Conde. So said Matt Lowell. And he was wrong. Again. IX manager Alfred Schroeder has said Anthony is set to remain at the club despite interest from Manchester United. Uh, largely because Ajax priced him out of any realistic move. Chelsea and Tottenham have made inquiries about Alan St. Maximum. I just, I have a hard time believing this. I, he's just the most un-Conte player in the world. And I even think Tuchel would just lose his mind. Uh, Liverpool inquired about Jude Bellingham in June, but the German club consider him untouchable this summer. That's from the spoofer with the catchphrase, and it's nonsensical because they've inquired in April, May, June, and July. They've had multiple meetings. They haven't been told he's untouchable. Um, I just assume that the price for this summer is astronomical. Barcelona and Netherlands forward in Memphis Depay is likely to turn down a move to Newcastle. That's understandable. He sees himself as a player who can play in the Champions League, and he's right. Um, Newcastle, West Ham and Schamacu, that's done, so no need to talk about it. They're also working on a deal for Philip Kostic. Um, Leicester and England under-21 left-back Luke Thomas is also a target for West Ham. I've seen this a few places. I'm surprised if Leicester are willing to let him go because I think he's he's good and he's only 21, but maybe they need to raise some money, so we'll see. Um, Arsenal and Everton turned down the chance to sign Thomas Lamar. This is a lie. Thomas Lamar would be by far the best player at Everton. And after Bakayo Saka, probably the best player at Arsenal. So there's no way they turned him down. Uh, Brighton have received a £15 million bid from Salernitana for Neil Mope. And apparently Neil Mope is behind not just Dennis Undav, but also Danny Welbeck in the Brighton Ford pecking order, uh, which is baffling to me. Newcastle, Everton and West Ham have been offered 
Andrea Bellotti, who is a free agent after leaving Torino. He's a really good player. A really good player. Wherever he goes, though, I want him to be the guy up front. I don't want him to go somewhere and be a backup. Uh, Leeds are closing in on a deal for PSG forward Arnaud Calimundo. That's been ongoing for a couple of weeks. Everton have listed Leander Dendonker as a target this summer. Okay, Crystal Palace are interested in Morgan Gibbs-White, but he would prefer to stay at Wolves and fight for his place. Wolves would be better off keeping him. He'd be a great fit at Palace, though. Him, Decoure, and Ezzy as a midfield three. Oh. AC Milan have joined Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona in the race for Carney Chukwemeka. If he's leaving Villa, he's better off staying in England and either going to a Liverpool, an Arsenal, or a Palace. Someone either with really good development profile for him or somewhere where he can go and actually play a lot straight away. If I was Palace, I'd probably make... If, if I was Palace and I can't get Gibbs-White, I would probably be trying to get Kearney right now. And they may well be. Uh, Everton have also inquired about Max Ahrens. I'm amazed he's still at Norwich. But I don't think he'll go to Everton. I think that's probably a lie, because they seem to be very keen on Patterson this summer. Um, but again, Palace, you need a right back. Go and get Max Ahrens. Uh, Bournemouth are in advanced talks to sign Marcus Tavanier. Uh, Newcastle expect more departures before the start of the season, including long-serving English winger Matt Ritchie. Um, Matt Ritchie will probably have to lower his wage demands to find a move. Moving on. Atletico Madrid have stepped up their interest to sign Antoine Griezmann. According to the Times, and I can confirm to you this is a lie. How do I know this? Because Atletico Madrid's chairman came out and said it's nonsense. Uh, What this is, and all of the rumours you're hearing where Oh, PSG want him, and Bayern Munich want him, and Atletico Madrid want him, and Real Madrid might be interested. They're all coming from journalists who are getting a phone call from George Mendes and saying, run this story, and I'll give you something in return. I'll give you an exclusive interview with somebody or something else. No one wants him. No one. Oliver Khan has spoken on the record about five times now, saying we don't want him. And the British press are still trying to drum up Ronaldo to Bayern Munich stories. Nonsense. Um, United will let Ronaldo leave on loan this summer as long as he triggers a one-year option to his contract so he can return to Old Trafford the following season. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. Um, Barcelona, Cunde. Uh, Chelsea will turn to Presnel Kimbembe. Uh, allegedly he's turned them down. I don't think that's a big blow. I just don't think he's all that good. And you sign Koulibaly, what do you want him for? You've got Levi Colwell, just develop him. Bayern Munich have made contact with representatives of Harry Kane over a move for next summer. Um, I don't think he's going to leave Spurs. I think he's a lifer, to be honest. Uh, Brazil winger Neymar has played down reports of him moving away from PSG. I mean, look, he's in the same position as Cristiano. No one wants him. City and, and Chelsea aren't going to sign him. Guardiola's not going to put up with Neymar and his nonsense. And Todd Bowley might want him for flashiness sake. Todd Bowley, by the way, Chelsea were the one club that did have interest. 
And as soon as he could, Thomas Tuchel just killed that deal dead. Todd Bowley was going to sign him because Todd Bowley's a fool. He's a footballing fool. He's a very smart man in general, but he's a fool when it comes to football. Um, just because he doesn't know any better. He was going to sign him and Tuchel just said, absolutely not. Um, Manchester United are in pole position to sign Denzel Dumfries. Would fill a big need for Manchester United, to be fair. Good player. Uh, Chelsea have reached an agreement allowing Inter Milan to keep Romelu Lukaku for an additional year once his season-long loan. So two-year loan then. Brilliant. Newcastle are keen on Harvey Barnes, but less than one fifty million. Jurgen Klopp has ruled out making any more signings. It's not actually what he did, but, you know, he doesn't tell the truth in the press anyway. Uh, Nice have approached Leicester for Kasper Schmeichel, mentioned this earlier, after Jan Sommer uh, turned down a move for whatever reason. Um, Brighton are refusing to budge on the 50 million asking price for Mark Cucurella after rejecting a laughable £30 million bid for Man City. And they're right to. I'd be putting that £60 million. Why not? If City want them, City can't cry poor mouth because they've got all the money in the world. And they've been, they have their little minions in the media telling us all how clever they've been with all the sales they've made. Uh, so City can absolutely afford to pay £60 million for Marco Gorella. Um, the Seagulls will target Brandon Williams in a £15 million penalty. Why would you pay £15 million for Brandon Williams? You can get him on, on a loan with an option to buy for about £8 million. So, no, they're not going to spend £15 million on Brandon Williams. Timo Werner is likely to leave Chelsea this summer because he wants more game time to ensure his spot in the German World Cup squad. Uh, probably a loan is probably the best for him somewhere. Let him go play regularly. Everton are ready to sell Delhi Ali. I, I just don't think they are. Roma have stepped up their interest in Eric Bailly. Mourinho trying to get the band back together. He's already got Nemanja Matic in the door. He's already got Chris Smalling in the door. Might as well go and get Eric Bailly as well. Manchester City have turned down a £16 million offer for Liam Delap. Mentioned that earlier on. Uh, Arsenal are in talks with Atalanta over a loan for Nuno Tavares. That has collapsed, apparently. And he is... Back in talks with Marseille, I think. Um, Newcastle have inquired about Camaldine Sulemana, who's valued at 30 million and has attracted interest in Bayer Leverkusen. And Ajax, he turned down Ajax to join Ren. I don't think he's leaving this summer. I think he's staying where he is. But I do think if Leverkusen sell Diaby next summer, they probably go for, um, for Camaldine to replace him. Uh, West Ham are negotiating with Napoli over a deal for. Peter Zielinski, don't really know why. He's a good player, don't get me, a really good player. It doesn't really fit at West Ham. Uh, Nottingham Forest are in talks to sign Spanish left-back Alex Moreno from Real Betis. So this is Nico Shearer, who's a spoofer. Uh, he's copied this from the other spoofer, the one with the catchphrase. Uh, Forest already signed two left-backs this summer. Why would they sign a third? Where is the sense? Look at what they've already done before you lie about stuff. Bournemouth are considering a move for Coventry goalkeeper Simon Moore because they want the Englishman to provide competition for Mark Travers. Simon Moore is not providing any competition for Mark Travers. Mark Travers is a significantly better goalkeeper. Uh, they've got Jonas Lossel and Alex Smithies in also training. 
uh, looking for a bit of depth in goal. Let's continue to move forward. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain president Joan Laporta says Lionel Messi's chapter at Barcelona is not over. Um, They're going to try and sign him back next summer, aren't they? Barcelona have not accepted any offers for Frankie de Jong. More that he hasn't accepted any offers. United are considering Sergei Milinkovic-Savage. This is just every summer for the past five years, Milinkovic-Savage to United gets mentioned every summer. It is, for Liverpool fans, he is their Arda Turan, their Sima Sabrosa, um, their David Villa, just every summer. Tottenham are willing to sell Tangai Endembele for the right price with Galatasaray interested. They're not going to have the right price. Uh, Juventus have Anthony Martial on their wish list. Really? I have a tough time seeing that one. Liverpool are deciding whether to accept a £20 million bid made by Juventus for Roberto Firmino. I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe there's been any offer made. I do think they'd consider an offer. He's only got one year left in his deal. He's clearly declined. Uh, Sevilla and France centre-back Jules Koundé would be prepared to accept personal terms with Barcelona. Romano, for four straight days, tweeted the same tweet, worded differently, saying absolutely nothing about Jules Koundé, just to pretend he knew what was going on. That's, that's what he does, and he gets huge interaction off it because people are idiots. Uh, Chelsea could block... Barcelona from signing Cesar Aspilicueta if the Catalan club hijacked their plans to bring Kunde. Um, You're only hurting yourself, Chelsea. You're only hurting yourself. Arsenal have confirmed their interest in Lucas Paqueta, but they yet to make an approach. All Edu did was say he's a really good player that he was interested in. I mean, he's a Brazilian player, so he's hardly going to say anything else. The Gunners have rejected a £7 million bid with £3 million in add-ons for Bernard Leno from, uh, from Fulham for Bernard Leno, who has already agreed personal terms. Um, is this that Ben Jacobs fella? No, it's James Benj. Um, don't know. Don't know much about him, but um, I, I don't understand why Arsenal are turning down offers. He's clearly your third-choice keeper. You have no leverage here. He's going to leave in a free next summer. You've got no position of strength. Um, Newcastle and Everton are stepping up their pursuit of Armando Brogia after West Ham dropped their interest. West Ham haven't dropped their interest. And if Chelsea weren't willing to sell him to West Ham, why would they sell him to Newcastle or Everton? Uh, meanwhile, the Hammers are weighing up a deal for Ben Brayton. As I mentioned that, that's apparently their plan B. Nottingham Forest are targeting Max Cornet. Forest are just going all in. There's just there's no back step from them at all. Uh, Newcastle will make a move for Dwight McNeil. No, they won't. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain have agreed a £13 million deal for Nerdy Mukieli from um, RB Leipzig. He's an okay defender. He's a, a good squad player. Uh, Fulham are finalising a deal from, from Mbappé. That's done. Um, yada, yada. Manchester United are monitoring Benjamin says <laughs> Romano said, Manchester United, what did he say? Are, are aware of him or or know who he is? They basically knows they know who he is. I mean, mind-blowing stuff. Cutting-edge journalism. 
Uh, Chelsea's move for Jules Conde is in danger of collapsing. Yeah, well, that's done. Uh, if Conde does join, does not join Chelsea, uh, the club will consider Pau Torres, Milan Skriniar, Josko Gvardiol, Dave Upamecano, and Benjamin Pavard. Uh, Gvardiol, if he was available, would be a Spurs player right now. Uh, Pau Torres, I, I do like Pau Torres. Um, can, could you play Koulibaly as the right centre-back? Yes, you could. It's not ideal because he's a left-side centre-back. Scrini is by far the best option on that list. By far. Chelsea have offered Timo Werner to RB Leipzig in order to beat Paris Saint-Germain to the signing of Nordi Mukiele. Uh, that's Romano was spouting that nonsense. I don't think it's true. Uh, Chelsea are blocking Barcelona from, <laughs> from buying Marcus Alonso and Cesar Azpilicueta because of the move for Kunde. Again, you're only hurting yourself. AC Milan are considering increasing their offer for Charles de Catelier. They'll have to increase it because Leeds have the highest offer in. West Ham have rejected a £15 million bid from Fulham for Issa Diop. That's pretty good value, to be fair. Uh, Chelsea winger Hakim Zayic is also target for AC Milan, and he wants to make the move. Leon have suggested they're willing to listen to offers for Lucas Paqueta. Nigeria striker Victor Simeon says speculation about his future is just rumours, and he's very happy at, Nap- at Napoli. He'll be very happy until after he's out the door. You don't, you, while you're at Napoli, you don't say you're unhappy. You just don't, because the fans there are psychotic. Um, Red Bull Salzburg have responded to Benjamin Sesco being linked to Manchester United by saying they want 300 million and Bruno on their Twitter. Red Bull Salzburg, their Twitter account is just gold. Absolute gold. We want 300 million and Bruno. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, Nottingham Forest have agreed a deal for Aral Mangala. We'll see if that one gets done. This was what days was this? This was Tuesday. This was reported by Ornstein. There's been no real movement on it thus far, so we'll see. Uh, Barcelona boss Xavi wants has told Memphis to buy look for another club into Milan and former Arsenal and Manchester United forward Alexis Sanchez is considering a move to Marseille. Uh, I think Inter will be happy enough to get his salary off the books. Frankie De Jong would only leave Barcelona for Chelsea. Um, in the three four three, I I like him and Kovacic as a pair. I do, but I don't like a front three of Sterling, Havertz, Havertz and Mount. Don't like that. Um, in a midfield three, I don't really like the fit of Frankie De Jong at that club. And they need a holding midfielder, and that's not him. Atletico Madrid president Enrique Carrezo says he does not know who invented the story linking Cristiano Ronaldo to the Spanish side, but he said it is practically impossible that he will join. Uh, and their fans were outraged by the idea of it. Um, George Mendes invented the story. That's where, he, where it came from. Newcastle are interested in Timo Werner. I actually think that one could make sense. You could play him as an inside forward. Go him, Callum Wilson, and St. Maximum. Play him on the left, St. Maximum on the right. Jolington as the left-sided midfielder. I, I think that could work. I do. 
Uh, Juventus will look at Werner and Martial if they cannot complete the capture of Alvaro Morata. Not sure that's a capture. I think that's a mistake. Tottenham's hopes of bringing in Weston McKinney could be impacted by Paul Pogba suffering a knee injury. Pogba apparently now out for a few months. Um, meniscus tear, I think. That could be four or five months. Um, Chelsea have turned their attention to Denzel Dumfries. Absolute nonsense. An attacking right wing back who's going to cost 40 million when you've got Reese James. Nonsense. Uh, the Blues are considering a move for Wesley Fafana. Nonsense. He's not going to be for sale. Uh, Xavi says it is impossible to sign Lionel Messi at the moment. They're going to sign him next summer. They just are. Um, Leicester goalkeeper Kasper Schmeichel has agreed to join Nice, but the move has not been approved as the Foxes have yet to find a way to replace him. Leicester chairman. Uh, Ayewat, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname, says the club have had no offers for Yuri Tielemans. Crystal Palace, Leicester and Newcastle are weighing up a move for Strasbourg striker Ludovic, Ludovic Ajorke. I mentioned him for somebody doing one of my transfer rambly things at some point. I can't remember who it was. Doesn't make sense for Newcastle because they already have Chris Wood and Callum Wilson, who are similar enough type of players. Doesn't make sense for Crystal Palace because they have Benteke and Mateta, uh, similar build, similar style. Might make sense for Leicester because he's different to what they have. He could play with Vardy, he could play with Daka, he could play with Ian Acho. Uh, but doesn't make sense for the other two. Would make sense for Brighton. That's where he makes sense. Brighton. Wolves are interested in Ruben Vanagra. That deal is now done. No, sorry. Everton are now interested in Ruben Vanagra. That deal is now done. Uh, Southampton have made a late move to sign Sam Adozi from Manchester City. He's the one who's uh, expected to go to Leverkusen, but maybe Saints can hijack that. I don't know. Burnley have had a £1.5 million bid for Belgian winger Manuel Benson, rejected by FC Antwerp. Um, Burnley are making moves. Now, I know they're losing important players as well, but they have signed quite a few. Uh, they signed Murich while I was while I was ill, um, which is a good deal. And they signed Vitinho, who's a Brazilian right-back from Circle Bruges, uh, who I like. I, I do like that signing. He's talented. Could be an interesting one for them. Now, they've got Connor Roberts, so maybe he's just there. Um, but they've made they've made good bit good moves this summer. They really have. Good loan signings, solid business coming in. Uh, they should still be well in profit on the summer once McNeil's out. Still have a couple more things they need to get, but they're they're doing fairly well. Uh right, last day of gossip, which is today's gossip. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was told Manchester United he wants to be freed from his contract in order to play for Champions League side. No one wants you. Nobody. Not one club wants you. Barcelona are close to beating Chelsea to Jules Koundé. They have beaten Chelsea to Jules Koundé. Um, Ajax, <laughs> you've got to love it. Ajax have raised their asking price for Anthony from 68 million to 84 million. At the start of the summer, the price was 35 million. Then it went to 51. Now it's at 84. Magnificent stuff. 
A deal for Roberto Firmino to move to Juventus is reportedly very close. I don't think it is. Uh, the move... The move could stop United uh, Juventus's pursuit of Timo Werner and Anthony Martial. Yeah, assume so. Um, Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel has blocked Werner from leaving the club because he wants the forward as part of his squad. I assume he wants them now until he gets the players in that he actually wants. Barcelona are in talks with Chelsea to sign Aspilicueta and Alonso. We'll see what happens. I mean. Chelsea'd be stupid to keep them, but they do need to replace them. Like at the start of the summer, I said they need backup fullbacks on both sides, and that remains the case. Those two need to go and they need to get, get ones in. Uh Paul Pogba could miss the World Cup, depending on which course of action is taken to treat his knee injury. So if I'm not mistaken, there's three course of action he could go with. He can let the meniscus heal, he can have the meniscus review removed or he can have it surgically repaired I think if he has it removed that's the shortest turnaround for him to come back I could be completely wrong but I I could be wrong with this I know in the NBA playoff Robert Williams the Boston Celtics center slash power forward tore his meniscus a couple of weeks before the playoffs had surgery came back really quick but they were saying they were set, maybe the repair is the one that takes the shortest period of time, but it it long term it has the most downside. Now for Pogba, who's twenty nine, it might not be as much of an issue as it would be for a player who's younger. Uh, Bournemouth have agreed a fifteen million pound deal for Trevani. I mentioned that Spain left back Alex Grimaldo has become an option for Manchester City with Benfica setting a price of twenty million euro. Well, he's on a contract in 12 months, and a month ago, he was been linked with Arsenal for 8 million. So, I mean, 20 million, it might be the Man City price. Who knows? Uh, Nottingham Forest are interested in Real Betis and Portugal midfielder William Carvalho. Uh, Nuno Tavares' loan move to Atalanta is in doubt because the gun was refused. Oh, the Italian side refused the request for a straight loan, uh, yada, yada. Manchester United are still hopeful of signing Frankie De Jong. It's just, it's a little bit embarrassing at this point. PSG made a late move to sign Gianluca Schemacca. They they had him first and they made a mess of it. So look, credit to West Ham. Uh, Leeds are in talks to extend Crescentio Somerville's contract. He is a very promising young player, so well worth keeping him. And finally, Frankie Diong has told his Barca teammates he's no intention of leaving this summer. Um, like I said, United just need to move on. They just need to move on. They're they're a bit like Kanye West. Kim has kicked them out of the house, and they've bought the house across the road. It's a little bit embarrassing. It is time to just go and do something else with your lives. And that is it. That is me for today, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope it wasn't too much of a chore. I should be all good to go again tomorrow. Uh, Feeling substantially better. Just so, so tired. Uh, And my voice still sounds like ass, but, you know, you have that. Uh, Right, that's it. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network.